Strange Animals Podcast. Welcome to Strange Animals Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Shaw. A few weeks ago, we had an episode about strange small fish. Shortly after that episode released, I was going through my disorganized ideas and suggestions file and realized I'd left out one of the best weird small fish ever, a suggestion by Adam. I also discovered I'd missed an extinct pig I'd planned to include in the recent Weird Pigs episode. So let's play catch up in a short episode and learn about both this week. The fish Adam suggests is called the mangrove killifish, also called the mangrove rivulus, but I'm going to call it the killifish because that's easier to say, which lives in parts of Florida and Mexico down to Central and South America. It's technically a marine fish, meaning it lives in salt water, but it also likes brackish water that's less salty than the ocean, and occasionally it even lives in fresh water. It especially likes mangrove swamps. It grows up to 3 inches long, or 7.5 centimeters, and is a mottled brown in color with an eye spot on its tail. That's not a real eye, it's just a spot to make predators think it's an eye. So they bite the tail instead of the head. As a fish, it doesn't look like anything special. Except it has an eye on its tail. No, it's not a real eye. But the mangrove killifish has a lot in common with amphibians, especially the lungless salamanders. Many types of salamander absorb air through the skin instead of through lungs or gills. The mangrove killifish does this too. It often lives in abandoned crab holes, which may not have very high quality water. But that's okay, because the mangrove killifish can absorb air through its skin and can live out of water for well over a month as long as its skin stays damp. It's sometimes found in places where you wouldn't expect to find a fish, like the inside of rotting logs or buried in damp, dead leaves. So how does the killifish get into the rotting logs or the leaf litter or the crab burrows that aren't connected to waterways? It actually uses its tail to flip itself out of the water and onto land, and then it continues to flip here and there until it finds a place where it wants to live for a while. It can direct this jumping, not just flop around like most fish out of water, and can jump several times its own length. A lot of times when the tide goes out, fish get trapped in crab holes, dimples in the sand or mud, and other shallow water. That's okay if the tide comes back in far enough to resubmerge the holes, but if the water doesn't quite reach, it's not long before fish start to suffocate as all the oxygen in the water is used up. But the killifish doesn't have that problem. It just flips itself out of the water. It can also leave the water if it gets too hot. The killifish is also territorial in water, which requires a lot of energy. When it's out of the water or in a little temporary pool or crab burrow where it doesn't have to worry about other killifish, it can relax. On the other hand, it loses a lot of weight while it's out of the water since it doesn't eat as much, so there are trade-offs. Even the killifish's eggs can survive out of water. The fish usually lays its eggs in shallow water, sometimes even on land that's just near water. The eggs continue to develop just fine in or out of the water, but they delay hatching until they're submerged. 
And that leads us to the most astonishing thing about the mangrove killifish. Yeah, you thought it was the fact that it lives in old rotten stumps, unlike every other fish. No, it gets better. In most populations, almost all killifish are females, and most of the time, they don't need a male fish to fertilize their eggs. Females produce eggs, but they also produce sperm that fertilize the eggs before they're even laid. The eggs hatch into genetic duplicates of the parent, clones basically. The term for an organism that produces both eggs and sperm is hermaphrodite, and while it's common in some invertebrates, the killifish is the only known vertebrate hermaphrodite. Vertebrate, of course, is an animal with a backbone. But while most killifish are females, there are occasionally males. Male killifish are orangey in color. When a male is around, females suppress their ability to self-fertilize eggs and they lay the eggs for the male to fertilize, just like any other fish. This helps keep the species genetically diverse and able to adapt to external pressures like increased numbers of parasites. Next, let's talk about the unicorn pig, or pigacorn if you like. It's called Cubanacorus, and there were several species. It was related to modern pigs and lived throughout most of Eurasia and parts of Africa around 10 million years ago. It was big, up to 4 feet tall at the shoulder, or 1.2 meters, and had tusks like other pigs. It probably looked a lot like a wild boar, but its skull is longer than modern pig skulls, and it had horns. Three horns, specifically. Two of the horns were small and grew above the eyes, while a bigger horn grew forward from its forehead. The forehead horn wasn't very long and was probably blunt. Researchers used to think males used these forehead horns to fight each other, but females had them too, so they may also have been used for defense from predators. That is literally all I can find out about this fascinating animal. I can't even speculate about the horns since literally no other pig has horns, at least that I can find. Presumably the warty protrusions that many modern pig species have are similar to the horns that Cabanacorus had. The eyebrow horns might have had the same purpose as the facial protrusions on warthogs and other pigs as a way to protect the eyes when the pigs fight. The forehead horn, though, well, that's just weird. It probably wasn't covered with keratin, but we don't know. My own guess is that it was something more like an ossicone and was covered with skin and hair. But again, we don't know. Not until we invent a working time machine and go back to look at one. That's it. A very short episode. I'm actually in Dublin, Ireland right now attending Worldcon. So while I'm here, I will keep an eye out for leprechauns, fairies, and pigacorns, just in case. You can find Strange Animals Podcast online at strangeanimalspodcast.blueberry.net. That's blueberry without any E's. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, email us at strangeanimalspodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon if you'd like to support us that way. Thanks for listening. Oh, my rice is done. I'm only halfway done with this recording, so I'm going to pause it and go eat my rice.
Okay, I'm back. I have no idea where I am. Mm -mm -mm. 